Hello and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast. A podcast by a group of krill with way too many board games. Krill! <laughs> oh man, that one got me. <laughs> That's good. I'm Tom and I'm joined by... Justin. A uh, krill Adam. Krill, yeah, Adam the krill. <laughs> and Debbie. <laughs> the, the krillist. Adam the krillist. <laughs> the krillist Adam. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Shit, that I don't know. Some, sometimes it just gets me, and a bunch of krill, a crunch, a bunch of krill really got there today. That's a good one. Shit. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and I never mentioned what this is a podcast about. This is a podcast about board games where we try to play board games that we have and and like get through a bunch of board games and, and talk about board games. And today we are going to be talking about oceans. Which I don't know why I bothered mentioning because I don't think we any of us own this, but we played we played Oceans on Tabletop Simulator, and it's a game um, a game by the same designers who made the Evolution series. Uh, so if you've played any of those, it has some similarities. Although I've only ever I've only ever really glanced at the rule book, really. <laughs> See, and I could have sworn that you owned this, but obviously it's Evolution that you own because they're mm. they look they must look very similar. Like they must the be art very- style is. Well, they're, yeah, they're vibrantly colored and, um, however, we, uh, Debbie and I nearly did pick this up at, um, at Falcon, the last Falcon that actually was, (laughs) so what would that be, Falcon 2019, before the dark times. I thought this game came out in 2020. Uh, well, they had a couple, I think they had a couple, like, advanced copies or something at Falcon, because I remember, I remember, like, physically having the box in my hand, and I was looking at it, and I was like, ah, you know, like, it's, it's oceans, like, it's, I love that sort of shit, like, that's, it's gotta be good, right? And it's done by the evolution guys, and it just seemed like such a good deal, and, uh, we didn't end up getting it, and... Now, I mean, I guess you'll, you guys can find out if I made a good choice or not. <laughs> no regrets. That was ominous. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the uh, promotional blurb right off of North Star Games' website here. Uh, wow. They've got one that sounds, sounds pretty good. It's, can't get much more promotional than right off the website here. So, Oceans depicts the boundaries between the known world near the ocean surface and the mysteries lurking in Earth's deepest unexplored regions. Enter a vast underwater cosmos, a mysterious interconnected world of tentacles, sharp teeth, and black ink, where your survival depends on your ability to adapt in a changing environment. But this is just on the surface. Lurking below the surface lie mysteries so bizarre they hardly seem natural. The Deep is a deck of nearly 100 unique traits that you'll discover over the course of many games. These powerful traits represent the unknown, the undiscovered wonders of the deep ocean. Venture into the deep when you are ready to face the unknown. And it's, uh, it's, uh, 60 to 90 minutes, two to four players. Standalone game uh, in the highly acclaimed Evolution series. Highly acclaimed. I, I was hoping you were going to read that like Jacques Cousteau. Uh, no. No? Yeah, well. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I know. The best- A man can dream. Do that on your A own time and dream. send me- and send me the old uh, file, and I'll see if I can splice it in for you. All right. <laughs> so Jesus. the best part about that is the the statement that you basically it is like you cannot imagine the shit that comes out of this game, and that it's is very Mariana's trench. You is, know, it like, is very like we're, we going accurate. deep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> unknown of the depths coming towards you. 
Yeah, it doesn't sound like Jack Gusto at all. No, I know. I'm sorry. Keep keep trying. Uh, so the way this game works is you have a you're gonna you're gonna oh, man. We only played this once. You'll have to excuse me if I get any of this wrong. But you're gonna lay out a little box that uh, that has. Uh, that it, that represents the reef, and this is going to be kind of where where most things sort of forage food from. There's also going to be one ocean tray, which consists of three zones: the first ocean zone, the second ocean zone, and the third ocean zone, sort of representing food that is continually getting deeper and deeper as you go. You're going to put some of these uh, very cute fishy tokens inside of these uh, inside of these trays uh, to sort of populate them. It depends on how many players you're playing with. Uh, things get spread around sort of sort of in a certain way um there's you put a couple of scenario cards in play so one scenario card goes inside of the first ocean zone and one goes into the second ocean zone and then the first ocean zone also gets uh gets gets inlaid with a card called the cambrian explosion which uh comes in later you then shuffle up your 120 surface cards which are sort of the um I'm going to I'm going to say less bananas sorts of traits that you can get. Um and then there's 89 or so depending on what version you get. Uh cards called deep cards which are the unique and powerful cards uh that make things go a little bit cray cray. Um when you start the game uh everyone you you figure out who is going to be the first player by like figuring out who can hold their breath the longest which is uh or just pick it randomly. And then that person will get the seven or the, the highest point bonus token and slip it into their bag or behind their screen or whatever you do. And then people going to the left of them will grab the bonus tokens in descending order, uh, in, in clockwise order. So in our game, Justin had the seven, I got the six, Debbie got four and Adam got a big old zero. Uh, everyone starts off with six cards in their hands from the surface deck, and then uh, you sort of flip over one card as your discard, and then you're more or less off to the races. Uh, the deep deck also gets separated into like a very small pile of like there's like two small piles, I think, um, so that if and when you decide to buy or pick up deep cards, you sort of have an option to go off of. Um, on each of the cards, there's going to be uh, a, a descriptor of what the what they're called the, the trait is. Um, and there's going to be there might be a little number in green. This is going to be your forage value. This is how much how much food a uh, your your uh, species will be able to munch up off the reef if you decide to go foraging. There's going to be a little red number maybe, uh, which tells you how good they are, just like biting other people, and how <laughs> much food they're going to get if they start running around looking for a snack off of some uh, some other players' uh, board. Some of them have a little number in the bottom, which tells a uh, tells you how good you are defending your yourself against attacks and then almost all of these have a a uh, special ability inside the little um inside the little text box a- as well as there is a a number in the bottom left hand corner which is the migrate uh the migrate uh, number and this can be used during your turn to sort of move fish throughout the various zones uh, as mentioned before there are like four zones so moving the fish around can be uh moving the fish around represents moving the food around which can be advantageous depending on what you need to do um i'm not going to go 
over all of the cards because there's like a bazillion of them. But the traits range from like being able to like get stuff from the ocean whenever the person or the species to your right gets something from the ocean. And there's some that can feed themselves twice and it gets complicated. So I'm just going to soldier on and and just talk about how the game proceeds because this is another game where there's just a bazillion cards and everything sort of goes crazy right off the bat and you really need to play it or see it play to really understand it but uh, the way your turn works is there are four different phases you pick one of the cards from your hand so in the in the beginning half of the game let's say you're going to pick one card out of your hand and you're going to play it you can either play it for its migrate ability which lets you move some fish around this is easily the most boring thing uh, to do with the card so i'll get it out of the way first you can move fish around so if it says one in the bottom left hand corner and you decide your turn is just to use this card to move one fish from the reef to the depths you can do that sure um or you can turn that card into a new species and what you do is you take a board and uh, which has a bunch of uh bunch of little fishy outline spaces you put it in front of you and you stick your card on there and boom you got yourself a new species and maybe it's uh apex predator which uh which can't uh can't forage but it sure can bite the hell out of some stuff um other than playing a new species if you happen to have a species already in play you can also decide to add a card to that species so let's say it's my second turn because obviously in the first turn you can't add anything to anything but let's say i've got an apex predator already and then i decide to add on tentacled which lets you feed an additional time so now i have an apex predator which has a like munch value of three and then can try to chew on a couple things during their turn um so that's the other option is you can add traits to stuff you can only generally have up to three traits on any one species so once you've sort of filled up a card or filled up a board you kind of have to start making new species also you might just want to make new species is is because that's kind of how you win the game um the second phase is called feeding and that's when you decide which one one of your species you want to feed so in the in the example of my apex predator if i had an apex predator and uh, something with like a forage value of three i could either decide to forage with the forager or to go and munch on adam's ass with the uh, apex predator and <laughs> depending know. on what you do you can either if you're foraging you take stuff from the reef and you fill your board up with those little tokens um if you're the apex predator you go and you pick somebody else's species to go and attack and you sort of like you take your attack value minus their defense and you take the difference from their board and move it onto your board um this represents how well your species is at feeding itself. Um, once you're done that, you go to a phase called aging, uh, where you take one token from each species and move it into your uh, into your like secret area or your bag or whatever. And this is essentially like you getting points from the species. So if you have multiple species and they all have tokens on them, then you get points. You basically get one point for every species that you are able to age properly. Um, if you don't have the ability to age that species, then it goes extinct and it's gone forever. Everything that is on it gets discarded and it, it goes bye-bye. Once aging has been done, uh, you go on to drawing cards and then you essentially 
eventually get to you you get to draw cards from the deep deck depending on what you want to do you can either take one of the face up cards or you can draw like three cards from the deep deck and then choose one to keep get rid of the other two then you can decide any of the other cards that you want to keep uh, if you want to discard any of them you can chuck them out and then you draw from the other the bland surface deck until you have six cards in your hand and that includes any deep cards so if i had just played my first turn and my first turn i wanted to go grab a deep card i would have six cards in my hand so unless i discard stuff i'm going to be stuck with the same hand that i started with play then goes to the next person and then they go through the whole four steps again and you carry on like that the game will end when you run out of fish in the lower three areas so fish in the reef don't count Um, but once you've run out of the pre-populated fish tokens you're sort of on your last round through um and yeah uh the only other thing i can think of is that like playing deep cards is special you have to wait until this thing called the cambrian explosion happens and the way to trigger the cambrian explosion is to empty out that first ocean zone for the first time so the first time you run out of tokens or you migrate enough stuff out of ocean zone one into one of the other ocean zones the cambrian explosion will happen and you are able to play deep cards from that point on um as well as the game kind of speeds up so everyone gets the opportunity to play up to two cards and you age twice uh for every every species you have so every every species will then lose two population instead of one sorry lose two tokens instead of one every round um so this starts to like make the game really pick up towards the latter half um other things is that like there's scenario cards that are sitting in front of ocean zone one and ocean zone two and so when ocean zone one or ocean zone two are empty these like come into play and they're all different and there's sometimes they trigger every time that something gets emptied and Sometimes they're just on when the thing is empty. I don't worry about that too much. Um, You can probably watch it played and see how it goes. Just to talk about the deep cards really quick. They are interesting in one way that you need to, you can't just play them. You have to discard points from your hand or from from your stash to be able to play them. So if I go look in the rule book and see if I can quickly find a deep card called Gentle Giant, it's got a a number in the bottom left-hand corner, which is its migrate power ability cost or migrate power. Um, So I would need to spend two of my own points, so points I've already scored, to be able to play this as a new species or as a trait on top of an existing species. Um, The other interesting thing about deep cards is like they're all unique apparently, and they are either upgraded versions of other cards that are in the surface deck. So like a deep card version of an Apex Predator, I think has like five attack instead of three. Um, There's like other versions that are of things that are out there. And some of them just get like totally bug nuts. And this is kind of where everything starts to really pop off is once you're able to play these bad boys. Um, other than that, you carry on until, like I said, the ocean zones are empty and then you count up how many points are in your screen or in your bag. And that's pretty much the end of the game. I think you get to count up like how much population you currently have on your species or something like that. But in general, the game is just, um, collecting cards in your hand, playing those to make new species or augment species you already have, and then trying to play a balance of feeding them, getting more population on those cards, maybe trying to make them 
them age more quickly to get you more points, but also making sure that people aren't constantly eating your whales and um, <laughs> making you have your species die. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's not as complicated to play as it sounds, but it is quite intricate in the number of things that are going on. So there are a bunch of like different abilities that have a lot of interconnected um abilities so there there's a lot going on in here so it's it's difficult for me to sort of enumerate exactly how it feels to play a game but that is the basic overview which probably took like 15 minutes uh does anyone have anything <laughs> that to add that i may have missed you done good no i think you hit all you nailed all the main things huh? yeah <laughs> especially that part where you said if you really want to know how it's played watch the watch watch a watch it's played video <laughs> Uh, there's only so much you can do on a voice only format. Yeah, for sure. And it's hard to, because like, and, and this, you know, I've, I've mentioned this on a lot of our sort of episodes where a game that consists entirely of cards where every single card breaks a rule, it's like impossible to try to explain yeah, you can't how explain the, the game interconnects. Thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, so this game apparently it was uh it, it is in, in in along the evolution um series. It's uh so there previously there's evolution, evolution climate. Um those according to the website I was reading, this is a more um interconnected version of those. So there's a lot of abilities that are going on that like every time the species to your left does a thing, you get some bonus or you're able to leech off of the thing to your right or there are some abilities that let you turn your fucking thing into a zooplankton that other <laughs> species can then forage from. And you get you get like food every time somebody migrates fish. It's like there's a there's a lot going on. There's a lot that's interconnected. So it's a very like you, you can't just like to its credit, you can't just sit and play your own game of solitaire because yeah. like everybody's thing is doing something that's going to affect you. You've got to really be paying attention and there's there's just a ton going on. Um, yeah, the the most fun I had with this game was just like trying to come up with the most bug nuts sounding creature that ever came out of the depths. Like you can, in the same way that you can do uh, do some crazy things in like Mad King Ludwig or Castles of Mad King Ludwig, um, with this you can kind of create some creatures that just sound completely unholy and just like the visual of a big brained uh, tentacled colossal beast is just a terrifying thing to imagine and it's a it's a lot of fun just to come up with something that is you know that that horrific of a mental image um helping that along is the art on the cards um <laughs> very nicely drawn uh nicely drawn pictures of what traits might look like on animals that don't really fit sometimes what they should have so there's like a like even on the front of the box there's like a sort of a really mopey looking whale and i don't know if that's what i don't know if that's what whales look like but he just looks so sad and i don't i don't know <laughs> it's all everything's really colorful all of it's really unique and once you get into the deep cards like things get really weird and the kind of combinations that you come up with leave you with a ton of options to be able to build your creatures the way you want which i thought was really interesting yeah it's not a game where you can ignore anything else because there's there's so much interesting little synergies or leeching cards and passive little benefits to think about all the time because i mean even when we played i i i never thought of the reef as my food source i thought of debbie's school of whales <laughs> as a uh my feeding stock i mean which i'm sure she appreciated yes uh, yes yes 
Yeah. My my uh, my little swordfish. They uh they needed food. Your swordfish, swordfish. Yes. Your somehow double swordfish. Um, it was it was a quick fish. Is what it was. Fast, super that, fast. Fast. Yeah. Yes. Two of those fast traits. Is it fast speed? I think it was fast or yeah. quick or something like that. Yeah. Fast. I think. Yeah. yeah. Real fast. Allows you to have more, uh, more, uh, as you have more traits than the, than what the, like the three, yeah, um, three that you're, three. that you're limited to, but with, you know, barring any other it, yeah craziness, of course, where, where every card sort of breaks the rules a little bit. Yes. I find the game very interesting. Like I, it's very, uh, it's very engaging in the sense that it, uh, it plays to your imagination. Um, but it's also intricate to the extent that you, like you guys said, you, you really have to pay attention to what's happening. Otherwise you're kind of up the creek without a paddle. Um, but with that being said, it, it's, I don't even know how to explain it. It's the game. I found the game enjoyable. Like for me, I actually really enjoyed the game. Um, this oddly, I feel like would really play a hundred times better in person than it does on tabletop. And that might be a personality thing. Like that just might be a, a me thing more than anything. But I find when you have to pay attention to what everybody else is doing, um, it's a lot harder to do on tabletop simulator. I, I find that a lot more difficult. And so I feel like the game would be a little less difficult and a little less kind of convoluted in person. Um, but again, that's a me thing. I, I really like being able to kind of constantly scan what's happening. And um, this is going to sound absolutely batshit. And I know it before it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> that was a big good. But... <laughs> Here comes. Here, it comes. Right, here it comes. So I'm one of those people where when I when I see movement, that's like I know to look, right? Like that's I just oh, you're, if you're something like a moves, I have to look at it, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. T-Rex when or a cat? You, yeah, when you're on tabletop simulator, that does not doesn't work well, right? Like if you have that kind of personality where you you're like if nothing's moving around you, I could be totally tunnel visioned and the rest of the world is like just gone until there's movement somewhere and then it's like, "Oh, shiny," right? Is that why Very you always much. yell at me when I move my cursor over your cards? Yes, it drives me crazy. <laughs> And it's because it it distracts me. And it's, ah. again, it's probably an ADD thing. Wouldn't be surprised. But it's that like, so when you're in person and something is physically happening, you can be in the tank thinking about what's in front of you. But when you see motion, you're like, wait a second, something's happening. And when you play a game like this on Tabletop Simulator, I miss that aspect. Mm -hmm. And so there are loads of times where I know I missed stuff that I yeah. absolutely 100% oh, yeah. should have had, you know, because I have my screen sitting in this one spot, you know, like where I'm seeing exactly what I need to see, but I'm failing to see kind of what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. And this game is very dependent on what other people are doing. So the game is really good. But for me, I think it would be just that much better kind of in person. And I think that I would do better and I would actually enjoy it a lot more in person. Yeah. 
With that being said, I can see the flip side of it where there's so much going on that I think that there's also the opportunity to to lose the amusement and lose the ability to really like look at the art on the cards and really kind of get that amusement out of it because there is so much other stuff going on that you just kind of don't really have the time to absorb those like little Easter eggs that are, are laying within the cards Mm -hmm. and those oddities. So it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword for me. I don't know that I can really fault kind of the developers or the designers or anything like that for it because neither one of them is a bad thing. They just compete in this game for me. And so my struggle is just there. Once it shows up physically uh, from Adam's Kickstarter, you'll be able to look at each card individually and just to really absorb them. (laughs) Adam did not kickstart this, I assure you. Well, it doesn't mean I couldn't get like a late a <laughs> late true, pledge yeah. or yeah, something, you know. It doesn't mean I can't do it. No. <laughs> I mean, um, no, but I understand what you're saying there. Like, there's a certain physicality of someone going and pointing over at your whale and being like, "All right, I'm attacking the whale, and I'm doing this and this." Reaching over, reaching over the table to like go and pick up your four population off yeah. of your whale. You're, you're right? really going like, to notice right. that, whereas in tabletop, it's very easy for you to just kind of do things quickly, and there's no physicality to it. So it's easy to kind of miss exactly what's going on. Yeah, quickly, yeah. but somehow looking more encumbered than than it than is strictly necessary. Like trying to, like getting a board out shouldn't be a real like <laughs> two minute affair, but somehow like tabletop <laughs> simulator just makes that just a, an absolute grind trying to like add a species. It's just like, <laughs> all right, grab the board, unlock the board, move the boards over. Which side yeah. do I want it on? Okay, lock it back. It's like five minutes. Minutes later, you got the whole thing set up. And then you enter, you find a physics glitch and everything goes flying. Yeah, and then your board goes flying off. And anyway, yeah, I definitely (laughs) agree. I'd like to try this in person. If nothing else, to just like sit there and be able to fiddle with the fishies. All the different fish tokens are like different. Oh, it's cool. This game is very, very nicely um, patterned. Like it's very nicely designed in terms of the aesthetics. It's all very consistent. Like everything's nice and bright and cheerful. And there's all sorts of colors, which I like. It is a bit busy in that respect. Like Mm. if you zoom out, everything kind of looks the same. But it's all like individual cards are very beautiful until you get to the deep cards and then they start looking more fucking terrifying, which is scary. Yeah. The the killer whale with tusks. Hey, my killer whale was awesome with his tusks. Oh, man. Yeah, but it's it's things like that where you're just like, oh, yeah, it's got tusks. Wait, it's not supposed to look like that, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Why does it have tusks? And the game, the the another thing that I really like about the game is that it's very true. I think, and I and this, I by no means am I like a biologist or a zoologist or anything like that. I don't know none of that, but um, it seems very true to nature in the sense that the 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 quote unquote bottom feeders and the like the the organisms that that really like just kind of mooch. <laughs> are not any worse off. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't necessarily have to have the, you know, king of the jungle in order to win this game. You can easily win this game with bottom feeders. Yep, Um, a whole bunch of crabs. And I like that. I like that idea that you can, you don't have to go for the biggest, baddest thing. You could create, I mean, Thomas's big, brained zooplankton and oh, man so cool yeah. do amazing things <laughs> with it right 
I, I think I can't remember who mentioned this, but like there was a marine biologist that was sort yeah. of um, what's the word Consult- uh, consulted on this, and like evolution has the same thing going for it, where there's like there's predators, and then there's also uh, creatures that scavenge and forage, and like you can't just have an ecosystem comprised entirely of colossal apex predators that uh that you know chew each other up because you're just gonna run out of food like that's just how that's right the world works right so it's it's edu it's like educational you know in a in a backwards not backwards it's not like educational and it's not an in an overt way right yeah like it's teaching you about the uh, interconnectedness of species by by making you build an ecosystem, right? Yeah. Like without Debbie's giant whales and whale cleaner system going on in the top left there, like none of our sweet ass uh, invisible sharks would have been able to do anything because we just would have starved. <laughs> like, yeah, and there were a few times where the reef ran out of food, and then, oh, yeah. then there's no more food for the whales. You can't you can't forage at all. And all of a sudden, food is like very scarce, and everyone's kind of like, "Who who's going to migrate? Who's going to who's going to play that?" Because card for I'm the only one Debbie? that yeah. didn't have any attack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always had to migrate. <laughs> and in and in true true to human nature, everybody's just sitting around waiting for somebody else to do something about this yeah, whole mess. Someone else's problem. Yeah. No yeah. food. It's true. You know what? Somebody'll fix that. Then it won't be me. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> but I could be getting like 2% more points by not feeding everybody right now. Oh, no, I've become the worst. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's right. Embrace your inner mathematician. I think one one thing that's super important to note that we we stumbled, like we came upon when we were playing this game. I don't know what the age range is on this game. Um, did you say 14? At 12 and up. It was 12 and up. Wow. I th- the one thing that I, I would kind of caution is it can get very convoluted. <laughs> and yeah. It can become like, I'm sure that there's a way like, and this again is going to sound absurd. Like when I was a kid, right? We played Monopoly when I was, you know, six or seven years old. Right. And my, my parents obviously kind of altered the rules a bit to make it easier. So I'm sure you can do that with this game. But I mean, that's something to keep in mind because there is a point where the four of us were looking at Thomas's abomination (laughs) That and we were like, fucking okay, sweet, okay. It was pretty, <laughs> Wait a pretty second. awesome. Yes. Like, but how is this gonna work, right? So there is there there is a point where you can you can make like the game can become very uh difficult, mm-hmm. not just to like to win the game and to and to play against other people, but what you've created in front of you, like you really have to stop and think and be like, okay, so you know, can this be played with this and and things like that, mm-hmm. um, and that can, can potentially deter the younger crowd. So, just as a as a side note, I think that it's something important to kind of bring up, just because I'm always a little shocked when the four of us are playing a game and we're not necessarily stumped, but we have to stop and be like, "Hey, wait a second. and we yeah. have to like logically think it through, because there's a lot of years of gaming here, right? And so, usually, maybe one of us two of us will get a little you know oh i'm not sure about this and then you know you quickly get over it but Mm -hmm. this one was like okay hold on (laughs) 
fuck here. Yeah. Uh, Right? There were a couple little edge case scenarios that popped up where it wasn't clear exactly what happens. Like, there was the one, I think the one you're talking about is when the ocean refilled and there's the scenario cards that take effect when that area is gone. And it said, all your species get an extra slot for modifications. But Mm -hmm. what happens when that goes away? Do you lose them? And there was no real answer? Yeah, no, I'm... I was more thinking of when, like, when Thomas was creating his abomination. Right? Oh yeah, and when you when you pulled out the zooplankton card, there was a lot. It's of like text. you pulled it out, and then you're like, "Hey, wait a second. You put it back in your hand, and you're like, "Hey," I'm, uh, and then you put it down, and you're like, "You know what? I don't know if I can do this, but I think I can." And we kind of, you know, like everybody kind of takes a peek at it. Yeah, okay, yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all right, yeah. I, th- <laughs> I see where this is going. I, right? I like that though, because it it does make for some weird combinations that shouldn't work, and sometimes certain rules will break your creature um Mm -hmm. when like your whale that you were trying to make an apex predator so then it couldn't harvest or attack yeah which you know so you can you can create your creature that will starve to death but it, it allows for some very uh interesting kind of combinations that you wouldn't normally ever think of happening yeah, I'm just saying that you when you start to get into things like that, it may not be as 12-year-old yeah. friendly as a lot of bookkeeping. Yeah. Like I mean, I mean I w- I would hate to be the the adult or the parent in that situation that has to pay attention. And I'm sure you guys do this mm-hmm. to me all the time. I'm sure you guys what? feel like my parent on a regular basis. <laughs> no. Where you have to like babysit what I'm doing. <laughs> On top of what you're doing yourself. Sometimes I offer a couple helpful reminders. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's I and it, it's just it's one of those things where I can see that being not yeah. fun, right? Yeah, the complication can it just starts low, but then it it doesn't stop going up. Things mm-hmm. will just constantly get more complicated. And yeah, I can see it being very daunting when it's like, okay, I'm attacking this person. Wait, does anybody have something that feeds off something when I attack? Oh, you have a leech. When does that trigger? Okay, and then you have a symbiotic eye on that side, so remember to take that fish. Oh, and then you have this so that when he's attacked, you get a fish. So make sure everyone, you know. And then, yeah, yeah. so just that exact sentence is kind of a bit of a nightmare sometimes yeah and so that's my that's my two cents about just i think that that's a important thing to kind of throw out there i'm very surprised actually it says 12 and up but i don't know maybe there's some some clever 12 year olds gotta start somewhere (laughs) or or just somebody who you know maybe they're just like ah you know it just it really it really gets me excited to do all this bookkeeping (laughs) for my 12 year old or teach my teach my 12 year old this bookkeeping good lord yeah You have a career in accounting ahead of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you know, solid. Uh, I did enjoy, though, that it makes a really good use of keywords. Every single card, if it did something, had like a keyword like leech two and an arrow pointing in a direction or, you know, synergy to gain one that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And everything. So there were only a few, like a handful of keywords, and everything would reference those keywords. So if you did have to check the rules or see exactly how something to work, you didn't have to look for that specific card. You could be like, okay, well, how does leeching work? And okay, okay, yeah, 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 this makes sense. There's not enough card-based games do a good job with keywords. So I, I gotta gotta say I, I enjoyed that with this one. Well, I mean, this one is uh, also. What wasn't it that like the devs here were um, 
like one of them at least one of them is a former magic the gathering pro so i mean mm-hmm. that, that'll help yeah like if, if you want to talk about a, a game that just is is over over indulgent with their keywords um <laughs> magic the gathering would like to know your location right i had no idea what devs was just so you know developers yeah i got it now it's i was like devs what are devs they're like devs with a b right Got it. I was just gonna say, like one one thing that really kind of stood out to me that is that I think I and I still kind of confused by it, and I've I mean whatever it is what it is, but like the the whole like I understand the concept of um, giving like this kind of um, boost to the first player because I think that like the more I think about it, the more it's like okay, you know, this player is going to kind of be the the one that is source. <laughs> Yeah, most mm-hmm. likely to be the the first food source and that sort of stuff. But I, I mean, you know, even in our even in our playthrough, like if you took if you took the uh, the tokens that each person got and you and you flipped them, so the highest value went to the lowest player and then went the other direction. It brings all of our scores to within like five points of each other. Um, whereas in instead of what we ended up having, where Justin, who won this game, was something like fifteen or sixteen points ahead of second place, and I just like it, it just like it, it, that was one rule that struck me as weird when I was watching when like when I was reading the rules when I was watching a watch it played video just to try and make sure I had a better understanding of it. It's like give the highest value to the first player. And I mean, it makes sense, right? Because obviously that first player is going to be everyone else's food source. But for some reason, like, I guess, you know, even in at least an hour playthrough, it went complete. That, that was like completely backwards. And it, it just like, if, if you took seven points away from first, gave seven points to last and then flipped the two in the middle, it just, it would have brought all of our scores to within like something that is is really quite close which makes more sense to me other than that or i just played like shit which i mean that could be a thing too um it, it just it was really i don't i don't know that that one rule still weirds me out because like i don't it, it just it, like games never do that and i guess that that's that's just one of those things right like i'm i've i'm just not i'm not used to it i think with most games, if you're the first player, you have the most options. So it usually gives points to the later players down the row, especially with like a worker placement. If you're the player one, you have the most options. Whereas in this game, I find that the first player has fewer options because it's just a empty slate out there and anything you put down, everyone else can chain off of. Um, so your choices are a lot more limited. Yeah. Whether yeah. it should be seven it, it, points, I mean, that seems high, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It just, like I said, it just struck me as weird. Um, but like my, my thoughts on the game, the colors are, are nice. Again, there's not a, there's not a, a cool tone out there. They use blue and then like as much yellow and lime green and pink and all kinds of shit. And all the pastels. Possible. All the pastels. Um, it's nice. Uh, it's And then you get to like the deep cards and then they actually start to get into those purples and blues and black. <laughs> black, guys, black. Um, which it... it like I said, it's it's a small grape, but I mean, it almost makes like the reef stuff hard to look at after a while. Because it's like, are there fish in there? How many fish are in there? What the hell is going on in there? I'd be um, curious to see the physical copy. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think uh, I think the physical version would be better um, and easier easier to look at there. Um, 
I don't know. The game, the game all in all was was fine. Like it was a it was a good game. Um, it's it's not one that Debbie needs to worry about showing up at the house. At least on not my not on my behalf. As I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it that much. Um, like I'm I'm someone who loves water. Like I love swimming. I love fishing. I love all that kind of stuff. Um, but my God, some of the shit that came out of this game like brought a little bit of uh, brought a little fear of the deep. Um, even into myself, I was like, oof, man, this is not, this is, this is nothing I want to be running into. Um, it's a, it's a good one. I can see, I can see like the Magic the Gathering influence in it. Um, I also, it, just my thoughts, I feel this game is like almost trying to over, overreach its station. Like it's, it's trying to do too much. Um, like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just trying to go like too convoluted. It's like, which, which is like what was said earlier with the whole, well, you know, you can do this, but then this is going to impact this and this and this and this and this. And then this guy is going to eat this guy, which means this guy is going to leech from this guy. And then, oh my God, like what is going on? It just, it just kind of comes off as unnecessary fiddly bits Un unnecessary, like just moving shit around. Um, and like I said, good, good game. Just maybe, maybe over, over stretches, overreaches in my, in my personal opinion. I mean, I'm a little sad that you say that, Adam, but you know, don't worry. You can order well, it. If you me. want it, you go get it your damn self. No, no, no <laughs> that's not what I mean. I mean it in the sense that I, it's because it's, it's the kind of game that tries to get away from repetition and like the same, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, strategy, I guess. Right? Like it's it's the kind sure. of game that really works to force people to have a different strategy than other people. Um, and I I kind of like that. Right? Like there's a lot of games out there that um when you look at them and you say, you know what, I wish I had more cards, right? Like having an expansion that has more options in it and more blah, 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 is I think something that I commonly feel in a lot of games mm -hmm. where it's like, you know what, you played a couple times, you see the same thing kind of over and over and over again. Um, whereas this, I feel has that kind of piece of variety to it and it fits fairly well. I agree with Justin in the sense that it's, you know, like there's a lot of, of those keyword mechanisms that exist in here so that it, if you play it a couple times, I don't think it ends up being that kind of all over the place and that, uh, that convoluted. I think it's just the idea. It's the same thing as magic, right? Like you guys bring up magic. And I, I think that the first couple times you play magic, you're looking at it and you're like, WTF, what is going on? There's mm. stuff everywhere. Things are happening. I don't just, you don't get it. Right. But then there's, there's a method to the madness, right? And you need to, cr you need to kind of get into the method of that madness by playing it a couple times and by being able to understand those key mechanisms. And I think once you understand those key mechanisms, the variety that this game provides is actually kind of cool. And I, and I appreciate that. Unfortunately, I think all of us are in a position where we have so much cardboard that it's really hard to get a game to the table enough times to uh, to kind of get that engine going, right? Uh, with the same yeah. people and the same understanding and things like that. There's no legacy version. There's no story to it. That makes it a little harder. But I, th I think that that's where this game kind of shines is if 
yeah, if you can play this game more than once and you can kind of um, get into that groove, I think this game will shine very well. I think that this is the kind of game that that probably has more longevity to it than a lot of the other games that we play. Yeah, on that note, like um, this game is part of a series. Like, so there's Evolution and then there's Evolution Climate, which is a game that I actually do own. Um, go- sort of going into my review here where I say whether I'm going to keep or not keep a game in my giant collection, uh, which increasingly does not apply while we play games on Tabletop Simulator. Um, but like, I, I kind of want to try like in, in the, in the concept of whether I would buy this game. I don't know that I would until I try one of the other games like Evolution Climate I do own. And I wonder if that would be close or the same thing, like what's going on there. I'm interested. I'm more interested now to get that one to the table and give it a shot because I really did enjoy Oceans. Um, like I, I, I kind of share the same sentiment as Adam, you know, like I like the ocean. I like water. I like weird creatures that are, um, you know, parasitic, transparent zooplankton with big brains, right? Like that's kind of the weird thing that I came up with. It was also a shark cleaner. So it was like a, yeah, I just have to, I have to get that in here somewhere, you know, it was a, uh, yeah, perfect parasitic shark cleaning, transparent, big brain zooplankton. And that makes no sense. (laughs) But somehow, like it, you know, none of the traits really like combated with each other. Uh, that I know, I'm probably, you know, well, might get some comments on how I fucked that up. But like, <laughs> just the idea of creating this like really weird creature was a lot of fun, even though you know it didn't really. That was towards the end of the game, and it's just, you know, I'm really interested in this sort of thing. It worked really well. If you don't have one of the evolution games, this is definitely one to check out for sure. Um, I think in terms of whether I would go buy it, I'd probably I want to play Evolution Climate first. And see if it sort of scratches that same itch before I go, you know, try to find something new. Um, but the, like you said, this is really good. I really enjoyed our time with it. It's, it's got some funny moments, and uh, you know, it's got it's got some good stuff in it. The mechanics are solid. The deep deck is insane, and you know, I think, like you said, you really got to play it a bunch of times before you really get a handle on it. Kind of like with Magic, right? Like you've got. 250 cards in a set or whatever so theoretically your deck is going to be anything but the more you play it the more you realize that like oh it's really these like this thing of 60 that really does the trick for me right so it's Mm -hmm. it really i think it really rewards like debbie said it rewards that kind of repetition um but for me it's uh i i might have to increase my scale when we're talking about games that i don't own in terms of like i i want to play it again for sure um but i'd also like to try one of the other ones in the series to see if it scratches the same itch because maybe i don't need oceans maybe maybe evolution climate does it for me so um but yeah it was it was fun it was a lot of fun i i love coming up with these crazy creatures it was it was good uh debbie oh man no No, i know justin (laughs) hey you you need you need a second (laughs) yeah go ahead all right Uh, okay hold on justin tom uh for me uh i'm trying to stay on the would i keep it or toss it scale Uh, this is yet another game that i don't have but uh it is a game that i'm I'm actually interested in picking up now that i've played it i just from looking at it it's not a game that i normally would have ever thought twice about but after playing it i'm uh, quite quite enamored by it it has that a really nice mix of kind of that evolving strategy you have to pay attention to what everyone else is doing and it's a game 
gym style that I don't really have that plays, you know, for three to four players. I don't know if I would ever play this with two players. Um, I, if I wanted to do that, I'd rather play something like Netrunner or Magic. Um, but it does three to four really, really well because everyone's kind of playing off everyone else's species, uh, you know, and it, it, it has that, you know, interesting mirror of actual sort of, you know, species dynamics and evolution. It's, it's quite fascinating. And I, I like how it mirrors that. Um, I, I will say that, you know, because it is a competitive kind of card game like that, uh, if you're not a fan of having to attack the other players and steal all their, you know, fish or, you know, be the punching bag and be attacked and being the one being fed on, even if you can build your strategy to synergize around that, um, you might not have fun. If that's not your style of game, I don't know if this is going to change your mind. Um, but I do like how you can just make an entire plethora of species that, you know, just uh, are whale cleaners or shark cleaners and just synergize off the, you know, the giant whale to your left and the big shark to you're right and just be in the middle and just be symbiotic with uh, the rest of the table you don't need to be aggressive but i don't know it's, it's a fascinating mix that i haven't seen before really um, whales to the left of me and sharks to the here right i am stuck in the middle with you <laughs> so yeah uh this is a game that i uh i want to play again and uh, we'll probably pick up how about you debbie uh so i am personally uh i would at this point i would give this a four out of five um I I need to play it A in person and B I need to play it again to really decide if I can sink my teeth into it. Uh it is a super well in my opinion a super well made game. It is definitely not a game for everybody. Um yes it is. Uh it's funny, it's beautiful, it's all those kinds of things. Um but if you're not in for the, you know, the think tank then you might not enjoy this kind of um, as much. Um, it does take a little bit of, you know, a little bit of brain power. I really want to kind of um, compare the art and the, and how beautiful it is to reef. Nice thing with reef is reef is well, it's relatively simple, right? So um, you want something that's pretty and easy, go to reef. If you want something that's pretty and kind of, you know, allows you to really, uh, uh, kind of grow with the game and, and have, um, kind of return on your investment. I think that this is the better one for that. This is something that I really do think that you could get a whole lot of play through based on just the way that it's made. Uh, so I, for me at this point, it's a four, but that's not saying that it's, there's nothing wrong with this game. It's just deep. <laughs> Like the ocean? Uh, yeah. Woo! Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so that's that's it for me. Uh Adam, how about you? Uh yeah, I am um I'm I don't know, I guess I'm like less enamored with this for like for some reason. And I it's it's a shame because like I said, we you know, we were gonna pick it up at Falcon and it's just it's really something that I thought I would be so crazy about. And then I played it and maybe it's the tabletop simulator aspect of it or something. But I'm just I just wasn't like I'm just I'm not there. Um I'm not saying that I wouldn't try it in person. I absolutely would try it in person. Maybe that maybe that helps the situation. Um I just this particular playthrough just didn't it, it was just like 
it just kind of fell flat. And I, you know, I, I compare this to some games, like, I mean, obviously not, not the exact same style of game, but I mean, like games like, like Ashes Rise of the Phoenix Born or, um, Magic the Gathering or Netrunner or something like that. Now, I mean, some of those are more two player, but especially even with Magic, right? Like you can get three and four player commander games and stuff like that. And it's all fine and dandy. Um, this yeah it just this this one just didn't i don't know it just it just didn't fully fully do it for me if i had to give it a a rating just based off the the one game that we did play um it's gonna get like a like a a six out of ten sorry i almost said three but i was like wait a minute i'm on a ten i'm on a (laughs) ten point scale not a five point scale um no it's it's a six out of ten like again the the game is is interesting like the colors are neat the character like the the weird shit that you can build is is pretty interesting um it just i don't know for me for me it just didn't land it just did not land and again maybe that's because i wasn't um maybe that's just because i wasn't uh like it it wasn't it was on tabletop sim it wasn't like in person i didn't have a chance to fiddle with the little fish or something like that i don't know but uh it just didn't it just didn't cut it for me there you go it's okay. A few more playthroughs and it'll grow on you like a like a barnacle, like a parasitic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, bunch of parasitic zooplankton. Ooh, baby, that's that's terrifying. That's brain. frightening. What's your hurry? Stuff some tentacles in there. Gross. <laughs> Make it really weird. Oh my. Oh my. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, if you uh, if you want to help us out, you like this, you know, go listen. We got a whole bunch of episodes of other stuff that we've sort of rambled on through. Um, 80 something. We have 80 something episodes. Jesus Christ. Eh. We've been doing this for a while now. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, you could do the share, like, and subscribe, uh, comments, ratings, all that stuff. If you want to help us out, um, if you have any sort of constructive feedback or anything you want to get in touch with us about, you can find us on email at collapsing at gmail.com on Twitter at CGS podcast. And if you want to get a hold of me, um, to, I don't know, to show me your, uh, weird, uh, ocean species, uh, you can hit me up at team rage, Tom, uh, Justin. Hey, well, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at don't trust Justin. Uh, you can, uh, send me your favorite, uh, marine based adaptation and, uh, you know, tell me why it's the best. What? Uh, how about you, Debbie? So you guys can get me at, at Mrs. Wynn. That's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. And like Tom said, you guys can get us as a group uh, on Twitter as well at CGS Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. We like to hear what you like, what you don't like, if there's anything you think we should try. Because like Tom said, kind of because we're using Tabletop Simulator, we kind of have access to a lot more uh, games than you know, uh, just those which surround us, um, uh, and, you know, threaten, <laughs> which, which are still plentiful yes, for what it's worth. They, there are <laughs> for sure. So, um, yeah, we, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, please, you know, give us a shout on, uh, on Twitter. Um, and Adam, what about you? Um, guys, you can catch me all over the social medias at for the win all over the place. Um, check it out. I'm mostly, I, I pretty much do 99.99% of my social media stuff on Twitter. So that's the best place to find me. F-O-R-T-H-E-W-H-Y-N. Um, although you can find me and some really old dated works on uh, Instagram and TikTok and all of those other places. 
Uh, you can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash for the win, F O R T H E W H Y N. Um, I am back in class now for, uh, back in class now for my final semester. And so my schedule is currently, um, questionable. So I'm busy. I am trying to sort out a, a schedule that's going to work uh, all together. But the best thing you can do is go to Twitch, hit that follow button, leave the bell on, and it'll shoot you a little notification when I am live. Yeah. Thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. We will be back at you next week with something fun. Bye. Bye. Bye.